friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Hey everyone, wanted to break up our usual schedule of dropping new episodes and bring you a conversation that I had with Josh Bernstein last week. Uh, wanted to, to offer this up to you because uh, as a craft beer writer um, and a, an author, Josh has a pretty good grasp of what's going on with the industry. He's got a lot of connections across the country that he's able to talk to and, and figure out to what's going on in order to get a, a better sense, in order to get a, a good sense of how, craft, how the craft beer industry is being affected by the coronavirus. Josh recently had an article in the New York Times, I believe it was posted on the 20th, which he talks about yeast. He's a, he's a rather prolific writer and very, very smart dude, but he's also a Brooklynite. And so I wanted to bring him on to, to talk about that, to add some perspective. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a rather somber conversation. Uh, it's not very long. I hope you'll listen to it. And we'll be back on Wednesday, conversation that I had with Betsy Lay, who is one of the co-founders of Lady Justice Brewing here in, in Denver. Uh, we had to do a, a Zoom conversation um, considering what's going on. Most of our interviews, I would assume, are going to be happening through Zoom over the next at least six to eight weeks. So do be prepared for that. Those of you who follow us on, those of you who are on Facebook, I want to let you know that we're going to be doing some virtual happy hours starting, it looks like tomorrow. Um, Going to give folks in the industry a chance to kind of sit down and, and have a beer with each other and to talk, even though that beer is not in person, it's, it's kind of going to happen through Zoom. Thanks to those of you who got back to us, I think we have a list of about 30 breweries right now who are on board. Once I get this episode out, I'm going to start organizing those things. We're going to be live streaming it on YouTube. You can engage with us via our YouTube page, and I'll, I'll provide some information in the show notes about that. More on that to come. Make sure you find us on the socials because uh, all the information that, that you need is going to be on there. Until then, uh, here's a conversation I had with Josh Bernstein. Uh, Josh, for listening, thank you again. Hope you're safe. Hope everybody else out there is safe. And, uh, yeah, take care of your loved ones, even if it's, it's at home, homeschooling right now, which is what my wife and I are doing, and I know Jay and his wife are doing. And, yeah, it's, we're thinking about you. All right, enjoy the show. Yeah, I would say New York City at the moment right now. New York City always deals with adversity and struggle and strife very well. So people are rising to the occasion at the moment. You see the hospitality industry has switched on a dime, that our cocktail bars are giving you to-go cocktails. Restaurants are, you know, to-go and delivery. Breweries are finding different ways to be opening at beer in people's hands. But, you know... The city is definitely, there's a big cloud of uncertainty, I would say, over the city at the moment. Our school shut down last um, Sunday. So you've got a lot of parents that are kind of trying to figure out what this all means. So a lot of us that are working parents right now are trying to juggle, as you know, <laughs> you know, how do you do your career and what's important right now? And so what's important right now is, I think, trying to keep your kid, uh, your kid safe and sound and, you know, not insulated, but just understanding what the world is. And yeah, and trying to support, and beyond that, just trying to support the local breweries as much as, as much as possible right now. I mean, it's very uncertain what's going to happen. And I think what New York City in particular, so much of the 
breweries make their business on taproom sales. I mean, we're a walking city, a city of like 9 million people, 60 million tourists a year. No tourists. What do you do? What happens? How do you get people in the doors? And so people are trying to get beer in people's hands <laughs> any way possible. Delivery startups, delivery started up like within a couple of days. It's been pretty wild to see how adaptive people are to, to making this happen. So what's, uh, I mean, what does public transportation look like? Because I, over the course of the last 10 days, I've seen it here in Denver slowly decrease. You're not seeing people on trains or buses. Is, is it the same there for the most part? Um, I've not been on mass transit for prop for weeks, but I don't usually ride mass transit. I typically, uh, I live and work in Brooklyn and my apartment is also my office, which is a challenge right now. But, um, so, <laughs> but yeah, but public transit has cratered as far as ridership numbers. People are not there. There's more people on the streets, more people walking around, more people doing bikes. I'm a biker as well. So, but you're seeing in the absence of, places to go people are walking a lot and just like walking in great big circles and just trying to get out going for runs going for bike rides you see a lot more people kind of walking and doing stuff and walking in giant circles that said there's still markedly fewer people on the street like if you came to new york right now i'd be like oh my gosh i can't believe all these people on the street so many humans but compare that to you know a week ago and there are far fewer people out there just in talking to your friends and stuff, what what's the kind of sense? Is the vibe positive? Is it is it kind of surreal? Is it is it? I guess I'm wondering, it, being that New York's a little bit further along in this kind of cycle than we are here, it seems to be right. If you look at the kind of charts and the numbers, what's the kind of what's the feeling? Uh, shit's real. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. shit's real. And anybody talking about stuff that they think that it's like. Folks are doing a good job in the federal government level. It's a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, no, our governor is the one pushing things forward, you know, trying to make things happen. So federally, it's a dumpster fire. You know, I will say that. <laughs> it is. It is. So um, that, trying to be pragmatic about it, understanding that things are not going to be the same again for anybody for a while. And I think it takes, I think the first, you know, first couple of days of anything are just pure shock. Yeah. And then, you know, you go through the stages of grief pretty rapidly. Shock, loss, the things we're supposed to be doing are gone now. And then now it's like, where do you, where do you find your tiny moments of joy in the day? What do you do? What do you look for? I mean, how do you create connections with people when you can't connect with people face-to-face as much as we used to? So, yeah, um, it's definitely much further along here as far as people's understanding, number of folks wearing masks the fear in people's eyes as well too when you're walking over it's weird people don't want to make eye contact as much there are some people that are trying to be positive some people are but people are fearful right now i think and so yeah it's not just cigarette butts and dog poop on the ground anymore it's like there are like masks and gloves and things like this littering the ground so you pay attention just how the uh, the furniture of this city has changed it's pretty drastic Oh my God. I can't, I can't, I'm glad you're safe and the, and the family's safe. That sounds, that sounds good. Are you, how's the homeschooling going? Yeah, dumpster fire again. I mean, <laughs> not gonna, what do you, what do you want to do? I mean, I guess what's, uh, I'm not a teacher. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do? I mean, what I went, went to bed at Sunday and I woke up, I put on my hat and all of a sudden I understand how to keep like kids up, how to like entertain a first grader and what to do for the better part of the day. You know, yeah. trying to set realistic expectations, I'm sure, sure you are too. It's just, 
you know, get a few things in there. She's doing a prodigy online math game right now. Um, you know, I was reading a book for a little bit. There was somebody down the road was giving away, not giving, like a little kitty science thing. They were, they had like science kit taped to the, taped to their gate and you grab the science kits. It's like five bucks each and Venmo money kind of on the honor system. So we're going to do some of those later on. You know, so you see stuff like that happening. That, nice. And you're trying to take, and you know, the city is a pretty great, um, the city is also a pretty great teacher too. Just walking around and being able to just see the world and see stuff and talk. And I mean, how often do you get a chance to kind of, you spend so much sort of concerted time with your kids one-on-one doing stuff. And so, you know, they're the ones that you're able to be closest with in this moment. So you try to talk to them as well. I appreciate your, uh, your honesty about all this and the kind of the tone that you're, that you're sharing on this, because I think uh, at least out here, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, people were, were, uh, what's the word I want to, we were hopeful. We were hopeful. We, we thought that we could go into these to go beers and all of that. And we could keep these breweries up and running, but in talking to you now, I can kind of sense that we talked to John Shikes earlier today too. It's gonna, it's tough. It's gonna be really tough out there, and these next few months are gonna be really, really tough. Are you getting? I mean, are you talking to brewers out there, breweries, and and and, and getting a sense of what people are thinking is gonna happen the next ninety days, one hundred eighty days? Um, people can't think that far ahead right now because nobody knows when things are gonna change. Yeah. So it'd be foolhardy to say that you can predict what 90 days is going to be like from now to yeah. you can't predict what Sunday is going to be like right now. And so that's kind of the situation that we're in that, I mean, it's a pretty much, it's kind of like this, this moment where you realize how arbitrary so many of the laws governing our society and governing like alcohol regulations truly are when all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, it's totally okay if you just do this. I mean, literally the God, like going to bars, just like, here's the Mason jar. Just like, give me some beer. Let's walk down the road. Let's do some stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of, there's one bar in Bushwick that's selling like liters of margarita mix delivered to your house with a roll of toilet paper. I mean, that's pretty freaking um, out there right now. And so I think right now I would say anyone, people are trying to figure out what the hell to do with their draft beer, um, beer that can't go to bars. Yep. So what do you do? Um, you need to pivot pretty rapidly to canning. Nobody wants, there's no place to sell draft beer. Draft beer is about bringing people together. So what do you do? You can. And so right now, a lot of bars are trying to get rid of their stock as fast as they can. I think after I get the phone with you, I'm going to, I got to go for a bike ride because I spent two hours trying to teach my kid to ride a bike and I need a break. Probably going to go down the road, uh, friends at Folks Beer, which, not Folks Beer, uh, Finback today. They're not even open yet. Um, in Brooklyn for their second location, but they're selling some cans to go while they can. Grab some cans there, go to a bar, find my house needs to get rid of some beer, fill a mason jar up, and, you know, it's all you can do right now is try things day by day and try to find different ways. I've got a, I mean, it's, I've got a hunch that it's going to pretty much shift toward delivery. You see it happening right now, too, in any way possible. I'm not sure, like, what shelter in place means if we do that, if that means we're not going to be able to walk out the door and go down the road and get a beer at the brewers, like what's an essential versus not essential employee. So I don't know. I mean, everybody's pretty shell shocked right now and just kind of taking it hour by hour at the moment. It um, happens so fast. I will say there's, I mean, I I know it there's a lot. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just saying there's a lot more sort of, um, you know, cab- not cavalier attitude toward it all, but it just feels like 
a lot of the rules that governed the way we used to deal with days are not the same, <laughs> I guess. And so people are trying to figure things out. I mean, I went to my local beer bar, Coven Open last night, got like a mason jar of some cider. I'm like, what the hell not? Let's go down the road, drink my mason jar of cider. And some of the people had like silver, like copper cups, like you'd have like uh, Moscow mules. And they looked at me and I was like, hey, like, where'd you get that? I'm like, yeah, I went to Coven Open. You know, am I going to get a cocktail to go, go down the road to a hunky dory right there and get a cocktail? I did that too. And they're like, good idea. Just hooked to the left. And I'm like, well, here we are. Usually we've got these moments in American society where it allows you to do stuff like that, be it, you know, you're tailgating for a football game, like at St. Patrick's Day and these rules of how alcohol interacts and like that sort of that moment where you're like, that's not a good idea right now. I shouldn't do that. Polite society. What would they think of me? Why society doesn't give a crap right now. It's yeah. kind of like do do what you're doing um, and uh, get through, and we'll figure it out on the other side. And so that's where I kind of see things at right now. Breweries are going to suffer. People are going to get laid off. I'm sure you guys already talked about this, but I mean, it's happening everywhere. Um, I think people are going to figure out there are going to be a whole shit ton of lager in tanks coming up soon. <laughs> um, I so, thought about you know, that. You're so right. Oh my God. They're uh, predicting that oh, there's a brewery um, about, I mean, you know, I, I'm in the suburbs, so I'm not in the city like you are, but it's, it's uh, I went and filled up the girls bike tires um, and yeah. went over and, and ordered a couple crawlers to go. And Sean Peters, the guy who owns this place, uh, he's about my age. Um, he said that the Colorado Brewers Guild has apparently said they're projecting 150 brewers to close or breweries to close over the next six months. I mean, it, I mean, that's massive massive I, I mean it's it's heartbreaking but i i don't know what the hell we're supposed to do like it's, it's just crazy but how many how many of those need another nudge anyway i mean we're gonna see we're at this that's a, it's not a negative thing to say but it's more about like we're reaching a period right now what's saturation but it's just like people's leases are coming up like if people have small nano breweries too how much can you keep these passion projects going right now your energies are going to have to go your energies are going to have to go elsewhere so i think a lot of people that are taproom focused from have problems right now and things are going to close down. But I think it's, um, we're also, I think, reaching a point in beer where, you know, you see it, it's hard work. It's hard work to fit it in. And if it's not your main focus, you're not your main driver, or maybe other things too, or maybe your lease is coming up. We've had restaurants close in New York City, their lease is coming up renewal. And it's like, you know what? We had a good run. Why not? Let's go yeah, out the door. Those bills are coming. You know, we're going to start seeing people drop off. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. Are you need to get out of here? Yeah, probably like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to okay. go down the road with somehow 70 degrees. Cause why not? <laughs> no, you gotta get out. Okay. Aside from the kind of arbitrary legislation, arbitrary laws in New York city and in, 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 you know, the five, five boroughs, what in particular, what kind of weaknesses has this shown? that you're kind of beginning to see, I'm not saying that, you know, it's good or, or bad, but I'm sure you're beginning to see, Oh, that that's a problem. And that problem maybe in a boom of craft beer doesn't get seen, but now we see it. Is there anything? Um, no, I would just say how it just underscores how reliant that breweries are on taproom business right now. Yeah. That taproom business. And so, and what happens as well when you, you know, some of the breweries that have shut their tap rooms earlier on, five boroughs, but they were a far more production-based brewery. 
um, things like that. You know, some of the smaller breweries that are kind of so taproom focused, what happens when you remove that? So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to be so over-reliant on one model. I think it's the lack of, it's, you need some more diversification. I think that's something that will become a lesson that will come out of this. But how are you supposed to do that, Josh? I guess, I mean, I wonder how how do you, in Colorado, the laws make it almost impossible to do that effectively. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess to, I guess diversify where you, where your beer lives and where your beer goes and how it ends up. If that means going toward like a, uh, you know, you've got a subscription model where you've got people for a small brewery and they get like X amount of X amount of things every week or something like that or a month or, you know, or there's, you know, you're partnering more with restaurants, you're partnering more with like, maybe delivery becomes a more permanent part of your landscape, but just like thinking about different ways that you're not so reliant upon one specific yeah. model as, as laws allow, I guess is one thing, one way to go about it too. You know, like what happens right now for all the beer that's earmarked for baseball stadiums too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's gone. I mean, I'm sure in Colorado, there's a bunch of Rocky themed beer being brewed right now. That's got no stadium drinkers to drink it at. Well, shit, so, you've been down here. You know exactly where, where the stadium is. You've been here recently. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of people really fucking scared. This is, I mean, Jagged Mountain is real worried. They don't come back, and, and for good reason. I mean, it's, ugh, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's going to have to be, I think this is, I think moreover what's going to have to come out of this whole situation right now is just that what's everybody talking about right now. It's like, why should renters, always be the ultimate people that pay the price and things like that too, or something like that. Why should banks always be the ultimate arbiter? Why do we have to shoulder the loss when they make profit during these hard times? Yeah. I mean, these are conversations that people that were like anarchist fringe statements that, you know, things are on the fringe uh, two weeks ago or not are becoming mainstream as far as conversational topics. So there's going to be some, so yeah, so that's what's going to happen. I see stuff like that, that hard, con- it's no longer like I can't pay the, it's no longer like I can't pay the, I can't pay the rent, can't pay the mortgage. It's like, it's like, why are you so rapacious? Why do you need this from me right now? It's like, why are we bearing, the, why are the people bearing the brunt of all these terrible things that are happening that are outside of our control? And why do you still get to reap the benefits? Reap yeah. the benefits of, you know, of hardship. No shit, man. Well, on that, on that note, so, yeah, that, oh, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I see things going on, like, fuck, are banks going to have, like, a bunch of, like, empty brew kettles do well with it? It's like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, a recalibration, the same thing that happened, like, in the 90s with the shakeout and stuff like that. This is different. But these are, you know, these are viable businesses. The only thing not viable is the world around, is sort of this thing that happened and changed the way the world happened. Mm-hmm. So that's it. It's like, and, you know, insurance is crap. People are, there's no disaster, like, no there's epidemic or pandemic causes and it's just like everything is just rigged so people can't win up it feels like and i think people are seeing that finally so anyway no you're good you nailed yeah, it so, you're, you, there's a reason why you're an award-winning journalist and author buddy uh, you, that's you're, no, no. you're a wordsmith i'm trying i gotta figure out how to write some stories next week that's the goal this week has kind of been i had assignments already and then trying to figure out the right way to approach this Approach story. If you'll, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. If there's anything, yeah. if there's anything you need from from us, just let me know. I'll I'll share it and and uh, make sure that the people out here hear it. But I appreciate you for taking the time, Josh. Uh, be safe, and um, hopefully the next time we talk, it'll be over beers and and we'll be able to be within six feet of each other. 
Yeah, beers and good times. Cheers to that. All right. Have a great rest of your day, man. You too, buddy. Take care. All right. All right. Take care. Bye.